Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Scott. I'm Shate, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not destinations. That's right. We believe they're a journey, y'all. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it. That's right. Today, we're talking about what it means to participate in our own rescue. Mm-hmm. You know that old saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? I do. Well, when it comes to our healing and growth, let's drink up, y'all. Yes. Welcome to our Black Love Journey. Let's get into this thing. Let go. Let go. Well, Mrs. Hayes, mm-hmm. it is your job to set us up. How do we get here? Where did this conversation come from? It came from uh, from our friend Ronaldo Wright, whom you all know from episode 45, uh, the conversation we had about healing our relationship with money, and it is so good. Ronaldo and Liz are friends of ours, and he always has some really profound things to say. Mm-hmm. He's one of those people where it's like, says least, but when he says something, it's the most. Do you know what I mean? It's the most profound. It's says always least, profound. Wait, talks least, but says the most. He's mm-hmm. like the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were with a group of friends, and they were there recently, and I don't even know how we came. We We got to this conversation about saving ourselves but he went on to relay a story that a firefighter friend of his told him so Mm -hmm. this is now third hand story but he was saying the firefighter said that they do trainings to help someone walk across a burning like a room that's on fire because the firefighter can't go to the person towards a person because the fire has like compromised, I guess, the integrity of the foundation or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that it is actually more dangerous for the firefighter to go to them. So in this training, they are talking a person through how to come out. And so the premise of that training, I've said training is to teach people how to participate in their own rescue. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the room was like, wait a minute, you got to say that again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I even recorded him, like, say right. it again. And it's so not just that situation, that is life right there. Yeah. Like, how do we all participate in our own rescue? How do we save ourselves? And so we immediately were like, we got to talk about that. On- <laughs> yeah. We got to unpack that on mm-hmm. the Love Haze podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'd like for us to start in your profession as a licensed clinical social worker, Mr. Mental Health Professional. How does this show up in your practice? Like, what does it look like for your clients to participate in their own healing? Uh, Most of it is is grounded in the fact, you know, for me, and I, and I, I really want this to be our starting point, is that you have the skill set and you have everything you need to save yourself. Listen. Right? There is nobody that is coming to save you. Do we you not say that at the end need. of every single podcast? Absolutely. You have everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Preach, preacher. so my practice is rooted, rooted in the fact that I'm not here to save you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here to help be a guide. So you can use the skill set that you already have or to help you develop more of a skill set so you can find your own way Mm -hmm. out of this thing Mm -hmm. into a better life, Mm -hmm. into the life that you deserve, Mm -hmm. into the life that you say that you want. So I'm not here to save you. I'm here to help you enlist the skills that you already have or skills that you need to develop to help you be able to navigate through life on your own terms. So for me, frequently, when people come into us, they come. 
in what they feel like uh, their brokenness. Mm. Um, and we're here to help people understand that you're not broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have had some challenges uh, show up in your life that you need some help navigating through, but you're not coming here as a broken vessel that's mm-hmm. here to be fixed or repaired, yeah. right? You're here to uh, have a safe space to develop the skills and the practices that you need to be able to live a better life. And I'm here to help you do that. Amen. Amen. So what does it look like? Knowing that that's the foundation, the essence of your practice, how you approach treatment, what does it look like when someone is participating in their own rescue? And what does it look like when they're not, when they're not showing up? Um, so what it looks like when they are ready to participate in their um, their own healing and their own rescue is coming to that place with the understanding that um, I can do this work and that uh, I'm willing to partner in uh, what we've developed as a treatment plan or what we've uh, developed together to help me get to what it is that I say that I want. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit in the last episode just about being able to develop uh, a plan for treatment based on what the person says that their goals are. Uh, and when they show up to the space ready to do that work, it makes it a, a lot easier. But for those people who don't show up ready to do that work, the way that our program works is it works in phases. So it's a 90 day program. So we take it 30 days at a time. Those first 30 days are really set to do that foundational kind of work. And it is so that even if people have shown up not ready to do it, we're doing that foundation and laying, you know, the um, ground rules or laying like a firm um, platform for them to stand on to be able to do that work as we move forward. So it is more about like learning your worth, going back and looking back at the tools that, you know, you already have, the things that you may need to gather to be able to move forward. So folks can't even leave the program for the first 30 days. It is about being, you know, locked in and honed in on the things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. And so it it lays the groundwork for people who are already at the stage of change that they need to be able to to implement work. And also it leaves space for those people who are not quite there. And everybody takes that first 30 days and they just kind of get to the same place. And then everybody moves to phase two of the program when you start implementation. And I think it's important in anything that we do, not just in my program, but uh, in life to be able to lay a foundation where people have something firm that they can stand on. Mm-hmm. Right. A part of Ronaldo's story that resonated the most with me is when you're guiding people even to their own rescue, you can see things sometimes that they can't see. Mm-hmm. And you're able to understand what the structure looks like to have some basic principles of like where the beams are that people should walk along, even Mm -hmm. if the structure has been compromised. Mm -hmm. I know that these are the firm places that you should be walking on and where you will have firm ground to stand on, even if you got to maintain your balance. So what I'm walking you through is what I can see that you can't. And I'm telling all you got to do is follow my directions so you can get there and get there safely. I'm going to act as your guide, but you have to do the work. You have to take the steps. What about someone who's not in, you know, a situation where it feel I don't want to use the word ex- extreme because that's not that's not the right word. Mm-hmm. But what about people who are in just regular everyday life? So they're not in, you know, a substance abuse program. They're just going through life. Mm-hmm. What are some signals that uh, it, we need to be paying attention to, you know, 
I need to tap in and actually save myself. I need to do something about mm-hmm. it. What comes to mind for me is something that really bothers me. But in light of our past, our last episode, we were talking more about empathy. I'm going to try to have a more empathetic perspective. Mm-hmm. But people who are perpetually the victim really, really, really get on my nerves mm-hmm. because it's like those people are like, it's everybody else all the time. Yeah. Everybody else. And if everybody else would just act right, then I would be okay. And that's not that's not real. It's not ever everybody else. So yeah. like what are the signals, the clues that, you know, it's not everybody else and I need to pay attention and like test start trying to do the work to, I don't know, save myself, rescue myself, move myself to a better, healthier place. It, that's a different level of conversation in that okay, you have to get to a point to where you want to save yourself. Right. But how do we know we need saving from something? I think when you reach an impasse and there's no other place to go, Mm. like we have to decide, do I want to stay stuck in this place? Like, is it enough for me to be able to assign the blame? Mm. Right. And if you want something different in life, it can't be that it is enough for me to be able to assign the blame if I want something different. If I want things to stay the same in my life and I just need to be able to say it's their fault and not mine. Right. Then that can be enough for me. But if you are to the point to where you really want to save yourself and you really want rescue and you really want something different, it has to move beyond being able to just say they did it, mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. They're wrong. I'm not. I mean, I've, I've had people who came into my program. I've had people that I've had to deal with individually in friendships who just really wanted to be able to say, well, it was their fault. Mm-hmm. And one of the um messages that I received the strongest when I was going through um, the process of, of, you know, exiting my last marriage was that, yeah, you struck the match that lit the house on fire. Right. But if you both sit there and watch it burn down, then it's the both of your fault for Mm -hmm. the total loss, Mm -hmm. right? We get to make a choice about whether or not we want to participate in our own rescue or the saving of something that's worth it to us. Mm -hmm. And you got to want to do the work to participate uh, or you got to say that I just want the blame and that's enough for you. Whatever it is that you want for yourself, you just got to own that choice. Mm -hmm. And whatever your, your actions are and whatever choices you make, uh, it will reflect what what your choice is, whether you mm-hmm. want to be rescued or whether you want to try to save yourself. Mm. Have you seen this come up in your own life in any way? Absolutely. Uh, I've seen it come up in my friendships. Like I said, when I was exiting my last marriage, um, I've seen it come up in family relationships mm-hmm. and with folks that I know who have trauma around certain things, around you know issues of their own. Dude, I want to waller in this thing. Right. And not have to change. Or do I want to do the difficult work of making a different choice and participating in my own rescue and saying, wait, this thing doesn't work for me and going about the business of finding something that does work for me so I can navigate out of this space. And, um, you know, I think about one of the one of the things that I celebrate my little sister for. Right. Is um, she's been known. Uh, as the person in the family who's always late sure. for stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there have been points who just said, we ain't even going to worry about it. Jessica's going to be late. Right. And she came to me one day and she was like, I want to break that cycle. 
you know, of being the person who was always considered late. And she took some time and really started um, doing her own work. Now, she has not mastered that thing yet. <laughs> she really started doing her own work around, like, trying to do better with being on time or with understanding that for our, from our standpoint that, you know, we're starting at this time. You can be here or not be here. We'd love for you to be here. And then we'd love for you to be able to participate in the full event. But if you can't make it, this is how it's going. Like, just stopping the cycle of being the person who's fussed at when mm-hmm. she's not on time and saying that I don't want this. This is the dynamic that I'm going through and trying to figure out what she can do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not ma- not having mastered that thing, but just saying I want something different. I recognize that I have this thing going on and I want something different. Mm-hmm. What's coming up for me is I'm thinking about relationships and work, like moments in my life where for whatever reason, I'm not even going to say for whatever reason, I made a choice based on a certain mindset at the time. And then I woke up in the course of that thing. and was like, actually, I'm made for more romantic relationships come to mind for me or Mm -hmm. even jobs come to mind for me where it might have been fine in the beginning. Like this is fine for now. Or maybe I was excited about it in the moment. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden feeling like, Actually, I feel like I'm made for more. There's this friction here that keeps coming up for me where I'm I'm actually not happy. I'm not my most fulfilled. I'm not, you know, whatever. And I believe that I can have what it, this this other thing that I actually mm-hmm. truly desire. And then having to choose that. Because on one hand, it could be like, well, in the case of romantic relationships, well, if this person would just now show up this way, yeah. then it would be I would be fine. I would be happy mm-hmm. again. Or for work, like if, I don't know, if I just, if this person just changed or if this person didn't work here anymore, if I just have the opportunity to work on this project instead of this, like, so there are all kinds of things where it could have, I could have waited for external circumstances to change. And maybe I did. in a lot of those cases, maybe I really worked and fought and advocated, Mm -hmm. like if we could just, right. And it didn't Mm -hmm. happen. And then a a small voice within. And so I'm going to the moments where it wasn't really about ego. It was about my inner spirit saying, you are made for more than this. You are settling here. This Mm -hmm. is not God's best for you. Mm -hmm. To actually then have the very difficult conversations, like very difficult conversations to be like, it's time for me to move on from this situation. And then figuring out the steps to start over from that. That ish is, is, it hurts. And so I guess we're now moving into the haze (laughs) of, of saving yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you are moving to places that you feel like are, you know, whether it's healing or growth, you know, a new space, that transition, you know, the, the, the ending of something, the ending of a cycle, ending of a pattern of behavior, the ending of whatever it is that you're ending and moving to the next thing is, you know, it causes friction with the people that you're in those dynamics with. It causes, All kinds of things. Yeah, I think what it's bringing up for me, too, is like my old level of understanding about Mm -hmm. uh, even romantic relationships. At one point, I was waiting to um, either for someone else to complete me or I was waiting Mm. uh, to complete another person. Mm. And so um, I remember when we were at this event. You know, you reminded me of your grandmother saying that one is a whole number. Mm-hmm. And when you come into situations and you're you're already whole on your own, you're not waiting for somebody else to complete. You're not waiting for somebody else to come and be the things that you're not. 
Because guess what? The mm. other person can't, nobody can complete They can't it. do it. And all of these other disappointments that I had up to this point is because I was waiting for this rescue, right? I was waiting for this other person to be good with finances because mm. I wasn't. I was waiting on this other person to be good at, you know, this other thing or, or propel me into the confidence that I really needed to have on my own. And, um, you know, our partnership has been so beautiful, but it has been, um, I think, predicated on the fact uh, that you helped affirm the things that I already was. Mm. Right. So mm. those things were already there. I was already complete. I think that what I was missing uh, at times was the confidence in myself to be able to do the walk to rescue myself, mm. the, to understand that, you know, uh, maybe I needed some help with the guidance piece of it, but mm. I already had the skill set that, that I needed within me. And it, it just brings up those types of things, the times when I just didn't believe enough in mm. myself, you know, and, um, you know, it is the the question that we are getting to. We've already kind of started dealing with this. Can other people save us? And the the short answer is no. Mm-mm. You know, nobody can can save us. We can uh, participate in our own rescue. I thought you were gonna. That's beautiful. First of all, mm-hmm. thank you for saying that. Secondly, I thought you were gonna say the 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 other side of that coin. I agree. I think in this partnership, we have really been able to see each other. I'm grateful for the moments when we were first dating where we were talking about, you know, we both agree that we believe it's our own responsibility to be happy. Like we are responsible Mm. for our own happiness. And then the relationship is to share that happiness with each other. So that was one of the one of the things that made me feel like, okay, there's alignment here. There's something here. Mm -hmm. The other part of that, so yes, we do affirm each other and we believe all the things you just said. And I think you see me in a way that I've I've probably never been seen before in a relationship. The other thing that happens though in our relationship is that we are like somehow each other's mirrors. And so mm-hmm. you've also, I don't want to say pointed out, like reflected back to me, challenged me to grow in areas that, you know either I didn't notice at first or something I always knew. And like, you've like Mm -hmm. nudged me in a very loving way, inspired me to change and evolve in that way. And to the point of this conversation, you could very well like be the mirror and point out these things. Like you could be better here or, you know, you say you want this thing, like, are you going to do it or not? And I just sit on it Mm -hmm. and like, I don't change and I continue to complain or I continue to show up in, in this, I guess, less than I could be, less than my full potential way. Mm-hmm. And then it's on me to even receive that, mm-hmm. to take that, do something with it and move. Yeah. So I think the relationship has been really great in my perspective of one, affirming what I'm already doing well and then also showing me areas where like I could I could show up differently. Yeah. But that's one of the things too that, you know, takes me back to like the design of what my program is is meant to be Mm. it is meant to be like this sort of space that will help you get to your better if you want to get there Mm -hmm. the understanding though is that everybody's not ready to do that work some people come into our program and they really just need a place to stay right they need a warm bed we have increased admissions when it's winter time because people will be homeless and using drugs and all those things when it's warm outside and when they get cold mm-hmm. people be like mm, i'm going to treatment real quick and i'm 
usually able to ascertain pretty quickly what people have come into the program to do the work and what people have come in to have a warm place to stay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the design of the program, Mm -hmm. though, no matter what you came into. My hope and desire is always that at some point, even during people whose um, original intention may have been to come in and just have a warm place to stay, that a light bulb may come on for them during the course of one of my groups or uh, in the treatment process or as we're partnering, like something will switch on in them that makes them want to um, participate in their own rescue or makes them be sick and tired of being sick and tired and want to be an active participant in doing something differently. Mm -hmm. Um, In any setting, in anything in life, if you are not ready to do the work, then you have the opportunity not to show up to that space to do that work or to be in that space and be stagnant. Um, the beautiful thing I think about um, the relationship that that you and I have is that when we often when we reflect the thing that needs to be done back to each other, uh, we're able to show up and do that work. Mm-hmm. Um, I can admit that I'm very resistant, and you have patience for me in a way that. Um, just leaves the door open for me to be able to show up after I've had my moment of no. Because <laughs> usually I'm going to be like, it's immediate. Mm, no, I will not do that. And I'm not going to do that. Your first response is like, mm, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. And um, I think we, we all deserve the right to be able to um, find our own way to when the change is needed. Um, but also, if you choose to stand in a burning house um, and be like, I'm good. This is fine. This is all fine. That's your choice as well. <laughs> you got to own that. And I'm not going to be in a burning building with you being like, come on now. Come, come on. Yeah. Save yourself. Nah. Um, we all have our part of the work to do. And uh, we, we have to be willing to save ourselves and to get ourselves to... Uh, are better on our own. And it's good to have the support that you need to be able to do that uh, or, you know, what looks like alignment for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, that word is so key to me because um, we've been able to find alignment. And I think I'm always able to, even in the midst of my initial no, I know that what you're challenging me to do is something that uh, is for my better, mm-hmm. for uh, the betterment of the relationship, and probably something that I need to take a look at. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, you allow uh, my small shutdowns here and there and allow me to get there uh, in my own time, you know. That's beautiful. It is, but I'll be cussing her ass out. I was about to say, small shutdowns? That's that's, that's how you want to, that's the language you want to use, small? Language matters. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to point out the small, the smallest your choice of words. Back to the haze. What is the haze of saving ourselves? Right now is not being able to recognize when you do it yourself, too. (laughs) Do what? Shutdowns? Yeah. Oh, I can shut down in a heartbeat. My my and also y'all, I'm I will acknowledge my shutdowns will be a whole ass withdrawal that I've planned. Like it's like I don't even have to be here no more. <laughs> That's my shutdown. Like, oh bet. 
you don't want me to say this thing or you don't want me to, I won't say anything for the rest of the week. I don't yeah. even have to talk to you no more. Like, that's my shutdown. And you know we ain't doing that over here, Charlotte. This is my last marriage. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you stuck with me. It's always. You might as well go sit on the couch, watch you some TV. Let me know when you, you, uh, <laughs> you got through it. Because we'll be right here. But also, um, I think that really is the haze, right? Is getting to the point of realizing that what you are doing in the moment may not be working. Mm. Um, pushing past, um, just surviving. Right. Mm-hmm. Getting to the point to where there is more that is required of you and you recognizing the need for uh, a change or a shift Yeah, uh, to realize that the, the path that I'm going along uh, is not working or is leading to destruction or it's not healthy. Yeah. Uh, being able to receive feedback from your partner, for instance, that your your mode of operation right now is. um not the best mm-hmm. for the person that you're interacting with and being able to shift rather than fighting against and fighting to like hold on to the thing that you've been doing because it's working for you. Right. It is um, understanding that sometimes the, the, the work and the journey requires something different when I'm can sometimes be married to the thing that has me comfortable. So comfort is a haze. I would say also, mindset, what we believe mm-hmm. about ourselves, what we believe is possible for ourselves. So I could have, you think about the relationship example I use. If I felt like I wanted more, but believed I couldn't, I didn't deserve more, or I could, I would never be able to find more, that mm-hmm. would have kept me stuck. So like what we believe about ourselves and our situations, um, jobs too, like I might as well just keep the job, even though I don't feel as fulfilled because it's probably the best that I'll ever do. Like mm-hmm. if you have that stinking thinking, this limited belief, like what you have right now is all that you can have. That will keep us stuck. That will keep us from saving ourselves and moving us uh, further. Like I could affirm, and I see this all the time um, in my work in terms of career development. I've coached so many adults in terms of career pivots and what kind of job they're wanting to do. And like, it specifically has been adults who have come to this new educational program to upskill and like pivot in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And the, the mindset is I'm going into this new arena. Am I going to have to get an internship first? Like, am I going to have to start at zero because I don't have experience like in this traditional way? And I'm always telling people like you can have whatever you want to have. Mm-hmm. Like you got to just tell the right story. I'm sure certainly in your past work, there is something that is relevant to what you want to do next. You're not starting directly from zero. So you actually, so much of a conversation is around imposter syndrome, like thinking that you are not enough, that you don't have enough to get to where you actually want to go. And so like helping to unlock that. And that brings me to the next point in terms of the haze is support. So even if you do believe that you are made for more, I know that a lot of people might not have the support that they need. Like imagine if I was, um, just out of college and was like, you know what? I am going to go to LA and start a dance career. And I believed that again, the audacity that I could even believe that that was possible at my right. age with, no- with mm-hmm. nothing. Imagine if I didn't have the support of my parents or I mm-hmm. didn't have, um, you know, my grandfather who Poppy, who was, uh, from LA from Pasadena, if I didn't have their support to connect me with, like, what if I truly mm-hmm. like just had to figure it out on my own? And I, I know that there are people who, who can do that, who are capable yeah. of doing that. 
But for me, that support was like really invaluable. So for folks who either don't believe it or don't have that extra level of um to achieve that thing, I can imagine like that's really that's that will keep make it harder for them to save themselves, you know? Yeah, the haze for me, and I think a, a different side of this is um, like I, I think I had maybe a, a stuck place around like the promise that I made. Mm. Like when I was married, I was stuck between like I deserve better than this. Also, I made a uh, promise. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. Yeah. Like I had said, for better or for worse. And when it was for worse a lot, I was like, but I made a promise. Mm. Um, and thinking of shifting to a new job, like I'm good at what I do. Am I meant for more or do I stay here and impact change on this level? Mm. You know, so it's not always as simple as just believing that you deserve more in terms of romance and of career. Like we have the... Um, these intersections mm-hmm. of the things that we believe and we believe about ourselves mm-hmm. and, you know, our Christian upbringing, all mm-hmm. the things that were coming up for me that said, I remember calling my mom and telling her, like, I think it's a wrap. I think that um, this is over. And my mom being like, nah, you made a promise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Charlie. But, and yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think it's important for you to say this next part, and you've said it before, but I want you to say it in as you're talking about this mm-hmm. part. The promise, yes, you made a promise to a person. You believe that you were made for more. When did you decide to just move to act anyways, regardless of the promise? What was the thing? It was when there was no alignment between what the person was saying about me and what God was saying that about me. Part. There was an extreme difference you know god was saying that you are you can be mm-hmm. um i i know this for you i have plans for you and the person was saying you ain't yeah, never gonna mm-hmm. be right it is over i have seen what you've done and that is what you will be moving forward and god was saying something totally different and that juxtaposition was just like okay I choose what God says. That part. And it was different. But just the reality of like being locked into something because you made a promise or because you don't know if it's the time yeah. that will sometimes keep us in a burning building. That will time at sometimes keep us in a situation that we need to exit out of because we're not certain within ourselves because of all these intersections that it is time to move. Yeah. You know, and that's just a, a real thing, just a haze. And we all have to find our own way through that. Mm-hmm. I have to find my own way through it. But I never uh, want us to uh, paint pictures that is really just a simple choice. This is what you got to do to save oh, yourself. Oh, it's gray as hell. No, it's like it's all kind of gray areas in this. Mm-hmm. And we all have to find our own way. Yeah. And for what it, what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other ways you think? to navigate around that, even when it's a hard choice. I think what you just said in terms of being in alignment with what God says about you is really, really important. And I know speaking of gray areas, there's a lot of nuance there. That means you got to like spend time getting quiet. You got to spend time, you know, knowing what that voice of God is. Before when I was saying it was the still small voice within, there was like a peace 
that I was trying to be in alignment with that my current situations didn't have. And so everyone might not be very uh, religious. I believe I'm Mm -hmm. more spiritual than I am religious, but there is, there are certain scriptures that really just feel like universal spiritual truths. Um, And one of them is seek peace and pursue it. And to me, like what those moments when I have really just followed peace, even when I didn't understand what my next step was, even when I didn't understand what I was moving towards, that piece of knowing like this, this actually is done. Mm-hmm. This is over mm-hmm. and it's time for me to move around is I think one way to navigate it. And I would, I want to be responsible with saying this. <laughs> I, I follow peace and then still had to deal with heartbreak or disappointment, uncertainty, challenges with my finances right after leaping from a job. Like I still had to deal with those things. But then on the other side of that, my next thing was always so much better. So yeah. it, w- it was worth it in the end. So I don't want to say like, just seek peace and pursue it. And like, like just like mm-hmm. our conversation about taking a leap of faith, all of a sudden you're going to be soaring and it's amazing. Like, no, there, there was some transition yeah. stuff in there that I had yeah. to experience and go through. But that was, it had always been the right decision for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think about some other ways to navigate? I think that you just have to, um, here's a level of like, just stick to itiveness mm-hmm. um, that you, that you have to have um, a level of understanding around um, it. Even if I'm pursuing peace, that doesn't mean that I have it right now. Yeah, it is, um, you know, just having the drive and the tenacity and the the will to keep going mm-hmm. uh, to be able to get to that thing that you are seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, navigating that part of it and understanding that uh, I have not arrived and and that is the way that I that I navigate yeah. is that as long as I am breathing and trying it on the journey there will be a need for um learning how to navigate it learning learning how to see my way through mm-hmm. and being okay with that but knowing that I'm I'm not just out here journeying with no direction Knowing that there is something that I have in mind that I'm journeying towards. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and not a destination per se, but I want the choices that we make and the way that we shift ourselves to be always navigating towards peace, mm-hmm. towards understanding, towards love. Right. And when we when I do that for me, it gives me perspective and it gives me um uh just a just a uh calming around like it's okay to experience ups and downs. I am navigating towards peace. I am navigating towards the things that I want in life and how I want my my love and my life to look mm-hmm. uh, and to feel. Yeah. You have to keep choosing that thing over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And then all of those choices add up to the to to the manifestation or the living of it. So for example, in my relationships examples, I could have and quite honestly did <laughs> one of them chosen like, Ooh, I know I'm made for more. I, I, the piece is leading me this way. And then had moments where I actually like, was like, cho- I chose it again, you know, chose yeah. the other relationship again. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, like, it was a practice of choosing the piece mm-hmm. until I got to that, that space. And then even the, the uh, example with the jobs, like 
one day be like, yeah, I'm choosing it. I'm, I'm, I'm applying. I'm, I'm having a relationship, and then actively be at my job, being like, yeah, I guess it's fine. Like have one good yeah. day and be like, yeah, I can sit down here. Like I don't <laughs> have to. Right. So there is, there can be some back and forth. I think. And I think that it's just about the practice of choosing that thing, the new thing, the more peaceful thing, the more fulfilling thing over mm-hmm. and over and over until you have, you know, um, that version of your life that you were seeking. Because again, yeah. like the life that we are living right now is a result of the sum total of choices we made up until this point. Mm-hmm. And so if we want a, a different thing, we've got to start making different choices and then we'll realize mm-hmm. right, a different life. So, yeah, I think it's, it's all of that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think also, you know, kind of leaning into the next portion of this is, um, you know, what I've learned about saving myself is that um, there will be some uh, missteps and some setbacks along the way and that I am learning how to better um, carve the path, mm. I think, along the way. Um, I am not only learning, but I'm also just kind of trying to, you know, lift as I climb Mm -hmm. too. Um, not that I ever have it all figured out, but also I want to be writing down a roadmap for somebody else behind me. Um, so that as I'm, it, it is not just about me mm-hmm. and saving myself, right? It is about um, laying some type of blueprint so the person who comes after me doesn't have to. Mm. Uh, so that, you know, that can be a guy for someone who has to come after me. It doesn't have to be like, so what if I'm in a burning building and there are multiple people who need to be saved? Yeah. If they're able to see the way that I navigated through to get to, you know, where I can to exit safely. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm being able to lay that foundation for somebody else, it it is always bigger than just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I think what I'd add in terms of what I've learned is that life is not happening to me. It is happening for me. To oh, And what I mean by that is we have way more power than we believe. I don't want to get into the whole, you know, how folks have misused Christianity to keep our community in particular in bondage, subservient, waiting for a savior, mm-hmm. um, waiting for things to happen. Long we, suffering. Right. We've been taught this this version of God, this experience of God and that. He's like judging everything that we do and he's, you know, condemning our things and we got to wait for him to move our circumstance. Sometimes that is, that's true in terms of mm-hmm. waiting on God, like the flow of God to move. But we also have so much more power over our lives and our circumstances than a lot of us were taught to believe. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've learned that anything that I want in my life is possible in some way. It might not happen exactly to the T of what I had imagined, but then that's also that leaves space for God to be God. The greater than Mm -hmm. you can think, ask or imagine comes in. But as long as I'm moving towards whatever version that I see from a version of life or experience or whatever it is, whatever good I'm looking for, I get to co-create that with God in some way. I get mm-hmm. to move, do my part, do what I can do and allow God to do the rest. And I think 
if people could just understand that we are so powerful. Like we have manifestation power. Like I think I don't want to get all churchy in here, but (laughs) you know how when people the scripture of like God says the power that is in him is also in us. Mm -hmm. That is what I believe that to mean. Like Mm -hmm. we have the power to create the lives that we desire to create and we need to be in alignment with God to build those things. So Mm -hmm. it is not about life sitting around happening to us. And I don't want to discredit and um, make light of when life actually does happen to some people. So nobody asks for abuse. Nobody Mm -hmm. asks, especially children, right? Nobody Mm -hmm. asks for, um, poverty or like things like that. So I'm not saying that's not to discount. Like those are very real circumstances that can actually have an impact on our life. And we also have the power to do something about it or do something with that story to your point, to either help other people, to empower others, like Mm -hmm. to get ourselves out of it. So I just, we have more power than some people I think believe. Absolutely. And, and, um, I think, you know, it's, it leans to like the the growing understanding that I have about the importance of uh, even relationship over religion. Mm-hmm. You know, even coming to this idea of of not externalizing, mm-hmm. not like God for me, not externalizing anything else, not allowing things to have power over me. Mm-hmm. Understanding that I have the relationship that allows. Um, my higher power to exist already in here. And it is a matter of me um, accessing what I already have inside of me. I think um, for a long time, it had been a crutch for me to externalize it Mm. because I'm waiting on somebody else, right? I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on this. I'm waiting on that to come and save me, to come and help me um, be able to do this thing. But you know, now my relationship says that uh, my relationship with myself and with my higher power says you already have everything that you need. It is about you getting to it, mm-hmm. basically, and being able to also use that light that I've already placed inside of you to, you know, help others along as well. It is not for you just to be rescued, not waiting on somebody external to come and save you. And then I go about doing my work of helping guide other people. And there will be other opportunities and other places where people, I need people to help guide me, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. being able to be open to that as well. Not showing up to this space as nobody's God or none of that other stuff. I want to be able to do my my part with the work that I've done and with the expertise that I have and also be open enough to be able to receive guidance when I need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to have a teachable spirit for sure. Yeah. All right. So, what does this feel like? What's the music for this here moment, sir? Well, just so y'all know, we ain't religious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my music for the moment is none other than the prophet uh, Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson. Really, prophet? Yeah, sir. <laughs> if I can't do it, it can't be done. Hey. Um. The name of the song, the title of the song is actually If I Can't. Mm-hmm. But he's just saying, if, if I can't do it, Charlie, then it, it, it simply can't be done mm. if I can't. So not waiting on anybody else to come and save me. Mm. I can do this. I have the power. It is in my control. And if I can't do it, then hell, it, it, it ain't supposed to happen. It, it's impossible for it to be done if I can't. It is uh, the epitome of believing in yourself and knowing that 
you are who you've been waiting for. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. It brought to mind for me. I had no song prepared, but you know how it's just dropped in the spirit. Uh-huh. Am I so? Last song I had the artist incorrect. It was absolutely Donny Hathaway and I Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder. But what's dropping in my spirit now is um, is a little flip. Doesn't he have something like that? It's like I can do that if I that's something something stuff, something I can do that. I'm gonna add a little flip to the playlist just for y'all, okay? And hopefully I got the song right this time. Uh, we'll see. It don't matter. It don't Anyways. Matter. Irregardless, if I have it right, <laughs> you don't have that word right because it's not a word. I do that on purpose. I know, I hate it so much too. Anywho, if you're joining us from YouTube, uh, give this video a like and uh, subscribe to our channel. You can get uh, updates when we drop new new episodes bi-weekly. And if you're joining wherever you listen for, to your favorite podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, Amazon, all the places, we would love for you to uh, like the videos, mm-hmm. follow, rate, whatever the platform allows you to do so that you can uh, journey along with us. We really appreciate that. And let us know what you think about our conversations. For sure. Um, also love to hear what conversations you like for us to unpack. Hit us up. Holler at us. And y'all better like a mom too. Or the <laughs> next song, next music for the moment gonna be Nuck if you buck. <laughs> and like we always say, life will always present us with the haze, but we have everything that we need within us to navigate through it. And uh, more than any of that, you know, you're not alone. Um, join us next time. We appreciate you joining us this time too. Yeah. Just understand that we're gonna take the journey together. Yeah, you know, we appreciate y'all. Turn up, we out. Peace.